Guys, I have to say, I don't, I don't think any of us wants to miss what God has going on in our lives. Does anybody want to miss what God is doing? What if, what if God was going to do something uh, really, really big and really, really good and we missed it? Wouldn't that be so frustrating? Uh, I don't want to miss what God is doing. I, I try to keep my, my spiritual eyes and ears and feelers out all the time. I'm watching, I'm listening, I try, but... I, I'm flesh like we all are. I struggle, I wrestle with, with the same temptations and the same human nature that we all have and that, and that war, that struggle of, of submitting to the Spirit and, and denying our flesh and that war that takes place on a regular basis. Guys, when we submit to the Spirit, when to him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. But when we know the right thing to do and we step out on faith and we do the right things, the Holy Spirit honors our obedience. God honors faithfulness. God honors effort to Lord. And here's the thing. We don't always know the outcome. We walk by faith and not by sight. I walked by faith moment by moment. Y'all saw me and I thought about that many times. Remember this past Sunday, I believe, I was, I was sitting here really focused on this youth group. And I'm, I'm sitting here walking like this. And guys, this is a picture for every single one of us. God knows our steps and those steps are moment by moment by moment. And I don't want to be out here when God rightfully wants me here. And that struggle, that struggle between those two entities that frustratingly exist inside of me and you if you know Christ. He's doing it my way versus His way. My will versus His will. My thoughts versus His thoughts. Take everything. I hope you are packing. Best way to do it all. Here's how it works. Here's the process. Pack everything on top of it. Take all the nuggets. Take all the nuggets and just pack them and apply them. All the little truths, all the little ahas, all the little light bulbs, all the really, really, that's neat. And just, here's the thing, don't leave it in this room, don't leave it in the attaboy, you did good. It has nothing to do with any of that. It all, it all works when application takes place. And application happens in the real world. Um, I think about y'all a lot, I think about this a lot, I think about being here on Wednesday nights and on Sundays together, I love the togetherness and I wish we could just huddle up and just hang out and not have to go back to our own little worlds, but y'all have to go your way and I have to go my way and we're all separated, but there's power in this room, there's power in our prayers, there's power in our focus, in our oneness, in our unity of Christ, head of this church, head of the body. And I don't want to miss what God has for any of us. I don't want you to miss it. Because God is doing something. God is working in you. Because you're here. You're here. You don't have to be, but you're here. Nobody's forcing you. You're choosing. You're choosing. Beautiful days, beautiful nights, doggone it, you're here. Could be at a lot of other places. You're tired. Who worked all day? Many of you. I heard some of you. Some of you, where's she at? Where's she at? Where's she at? Where's she at? I don't see her in here. I think she's in here, though. Somebody. She's in here. I just don't see her. Bringing them youngins in to get pictures, and I'm like, I'm like, you having a blast. I saw, oh, getting all these youngins in here. And getting the baby to smile. And the baby's over there. And the baby's over there. And it's like, here's the baby. 
That's life. But I can tell you, babies grow up. Babies grow up. I don't want to miss all that. I don't want to miss what God's doing. God is working right here. Father knows best. Father knows best. If you got your Bible, go with me over. I want you to look at some stuff with me. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna flip around in this book a little bit. Is that okay? Go to Acts chapter 1. God knows what he's doing. God knows best. Guys, let me speak a nugget of truth into your life right now. God knows the best thing for you. Okay, did you hear that? God knows the best thing for you. Period. So whatever you're, whatever you're deciding, whatever you're choosing, whatever you're facing, whatever is next, before you just jump, before you just, I think we ought to, have you bathed it in prayer? Have you sought godly wisdom and godly counsel? Have you iron sharpened iron? Have you, have you gone? to your sisters? Have you gone to that place? Have you spent time in the Word? Have you spent time in the middle of the night crying out to the Lord, God, what do you want me to do? It's real. It's real. And if you're not doing that, you're not listening. And you're missing it. And you're acting in your own strength, in your own power, in your own whatever. There's a a neat little nugget right here in Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1, there's there's an interesting little conversation. We we got Jesus uh, to the cross. We got him in the tomb. We rose him up. And he's about to ascend back to the Father. And there's some conversations. He meets around for 40 days. He's bouncing around. He's seeing all these people. Corinthians says over 500 people at times Jesus sees. And the disciples watch him and, and they're told to go ahead of him and wait on him there and he'll come and they'll, they're going to get something. that He's been promising, look, I've got a promise coming. And remember here, you got to realize the disciples had the same thing you and I have. They've, they've got that, that war going inside of them. They, they had the truth of God's word. They didn't have the spirit at the time, but they had the truth of God. Word and they had the flesh and those those warring entities. They re- remembered Jesus's words, but then their life then was still led by their li- by their persons. In Acts chapter one, in Acts chapter one, uh, starting verse four, pick a spot. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised which he said, you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So here Jesus is talking about spiritual things. He's talking about, he's talking about things above. We're to set our hearts and minds on things above and not on things of this world. We're to be spiritually minded and not minded, God, what do you want me to be doing and not be so focused on what they're doing? And this is what Jesus is saying. And look at what they do in verse 6. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you're restoring the kingdom to Israel? Where's their mind? As, as, As planted on this earth as you could possibly get it. 
God, is, is this it? Are we there? Are we about to see you clothe up? Are you going to go get your stallion? Are you going to come marching in? We're going to go whoop some Romans, ain't we, Jesus? That's where their heart was. And guys, if we're not careful, is any of that wrong? No. The Israelites, the Jewish people, had been under oppression for a long, long time, and, and, and they're tired of it, and Jesus had been telling them, look, I've come to set the captives free. I've come to, to, to do all of this stuff, and you're going to get it soon. And, and they're like, is this it? And they're so grounded. And Jesus said, and, and again, what they're doing is not bad, but, but it's not best. Thought about needs versus wants. Thought about, I thought about lots of things. But the Father knows best. Abba Father knows the best thing you need right now. He knows the best thing for you. And if you're not going to Him, if you're not seeking Him, if you're not hunting Him, if you're not hungering and thirsting after Him, and if you're not careful, you're just like those disciples down here on this earth with their feet so earthly, worldly planted. And they could miss this. But praise God. He's a good God. Praise God. His ways are higher than our ways and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Praise God. He says, he said to them, It is not for you to know times or epics which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But let me tell you what will happen. You're going to get power. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Listen, you don't, need to, you don't need to get caught up in when the war is happening and when Israel is going to re, be returned. You don't need to get caught up in all of this drama that's down here because I got something so much better for you. I got Holy Spirit power coming your way. You ain't got a clue what's about to happen. I got something that's going to blow. You think me riding through here on a white horse and going in and destroying Rome is something? You wait till the Holy Spirit shows up. Because you're going to receive power in Jerusalem. And here's the deal. You're not just going to get what you want right here. I'm going to give you power in Jerusalem and in Judea and in the Samaria and the uttermost parts. You're going to have worldwide, mind-blowing, God-given power. The Father knows best. And let me say this right now. If you're doing whatever you're doing right now, period, in your own power, you're living subpar. You are living well below where you ought to be. And I say that with a lot of love, but with a lot of pastoral authority. If you are living in your flesh and in your strength and in your ability, you are so missing what God has for you. Because He's got so much more. He says, look, that's none of your business. God's got that fixed. But let me tell you what you will get. You're going to get power. Go, go over, go to the Old Testament. It's interesting, this happens in the Old Testament too. Remember them children of Israel? Remember they're coming out of, uh, they're coming out of 
bondage and they complain. They're like, look, they complain about going to die up against the, the Red Sea when, the, when they're all coming against them. And look over in Exodus 16. Exodus 16, notice this complaint that they have. They thought they knew what was best. They thought they, was, they thought they knew what they needed. They thought they knew what they wanted. Guys, I'm telling you right now, you think you know what you need? You think you even know what you want? If you're not bathing your wants through prayer and the study of His Word, then you're missing the mark. You're still living in this grounded, not Holy Spirit-led, power-driven life. In Exodus 16, verse 1, Then they set out from Elam, and all the congregation of the sons of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departure from the land of Egypt, the whole congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the sons of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt when we sat by. And just, just you can imagine their, their hungry bellies just thinking for the moment. Church, if we're not careful, we think for the moment. We don't think for the long haul. We think for right now. I know what I want right now. You ain't got a clue what you want right now. God knows best. The Father knows best. Most of our right now knee-jerk reactions is not led by the Holy Spirit because I can guarantee you the Holy Spirit's not going to give a knee-jerk reaction. What the Holy Spirit's been doing is working for a long, 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 long time and we're just continuing to follow in the steps. They're grumbling, and they said, look at what they say. Would that we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread, bread to the full. For you've brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger? <laughs> their guts are growling, and they're hungry, and they done got mad at God. I ain't getting what I want. They don't realize that, you look, you were going to die in bondage. You were going to die in captivity. You were going to die a slave. And I have set you free. I know what I'm doing. I got a plan. I, got, I know what I am doing in your life. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. He knows what he's doing. And they're grumbling here. Go with me to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 29. As you're turning to Deuteronomy 29, let me, oh yeah, by the way, let me, let me tell you what happens with that manna. You remember what happens to that manna? The Lord provides it. The Lord gives it to them. And the sons of Israel, while you're going over to Deuteronomy, I want to tell you what happens in Exodus chapter 16, verse 35. It says, the sons of Israel ate the manna 40 years. They'd have died in Egypt by that time. But God gave them 
manna every morning just enough. He gave them quail every day just enough. And right before the weekend came, they got plenty to take them through the weekend. They didn't have too much and they didn't have too little. He fixed the greed. He fixed it all. He sent the worm. And for 40 years, the sons of Israel ate the manna. 40 years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate the manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. God took care of them. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 29. Starting verse 2. Moses is ending his life. He's, he's having all these farewell addresses. They're making the covenants. They're promising. They're making some commitments. Notice this God that we serve. Guys, the same God that led Moses and the children of Israel and Aaron out of bondage is the same God that's leading us today. And here's what He wants to do. He wants to lead you. He wants to lead your life. He wants to lead you. He wants to direct you. He wants everything about you. He don't want just your Sunday and Wednesday. He don't want your devotion time in the morning or your night-night prayer at night. He wants everything about you all through the day, period. And all he's saying is, look, let me be God. Let me be God of your life. And when we settle for anything less than that, we're not living in the power of the Spirit. Because with God, amazing things happen. Impossible things happen. Absolutely impossible things happen. Look at Deuteronomy 29, beginning in verse 2. Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, You've seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all the servants of all his land. The great trials which your eyes have seen, those great signs and wonders. You can stop there. Everybody look at me. What have you seen God do? What have you seen God do? You've seen Him show out. You've seen Him work miracles. You've seen Him, you've seen him heal. You've seen him, you've seen him do some amazing things. Yes, we, we have the Word of God to lean on as a testimony of His faithfulness then. But guys, our presence today, our life being here today is a testimony of God's goodness for at least... 44 years for me, and how many for you? And we're still here. He's a good God. You see the sunrise, you see the sunset, we see the, we see the beauty. He's good. Moses is saying, look, you saw that. Verse 4, yet to this day the Lord has not given you a heart to know, nor eyes to see, nor ears to hear. Look at verse 5. I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you. And your sandals have not worn out on your feet. For 40 years the same clothes lasted. The same shoes worked. You tell me God can't do whatever God wants to do. God is a big God. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or strong drink, in order that you might know that I am the Lord your God. When you reach this place, say how the king of, king of Heshbon and Og, the king of Bashan, came out to meet us for battle, but we defeated them. And we took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the high tribe of Manasseh. So keep the words of this covenant to do them, that you may prosper in all that you do. Guys, 
over to uh, 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Preacher, why do you get excited? Because I got the Spirit of God living inside of me. No other reason. But I also know what this Word says. But just as it is written, things which eye hath not seen, and ear hath not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love Him. Guys, I don't want to miss what God has prepared for me. I don't want, here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to miss what God has for you. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss the, the work of God, the Spirit of God moving in your life. I don't, want to, I don't want you to miss it. God knows best. He knows what He's doing. But a lot of times, if we're not careful, we're like those disciples there. Jesus, is this it? Gonna make it go away, right? He says, Look, the pain may not go away, the issue may not go away, the struggle may not go away, but you're gonna have power. And my spirit is going to move inside you. There is absolutely no telling. What a body of believers this size can do for the kingdom of God when they simply deny themselves and take up their cross and follow Him and say, Lord, I'm yours. There's no limiting this church. And I ain't talking about Chapel Hill Baptist Church. I'm talking there's no limiting this body. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit of God which indwells us, which indwells you. Which means there's no limit in, in what you can do for the kingdom of God. That's why I stand up here before and say, guys, intercede. Because God hears you. That's why I say, let's pray for the lost because God hears your prayers. That's why I say I pray for VPS and all these activities and all these events and all these trips and all these these. Things that is happening because God hears you and He wants to answer. He wants to. I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss Him. In the middle of all of this, He knows what's best for you. I want you to bow your head. Everybody bow your head. And I want you to hear this again. With no distractions of anything around you or going on. I want you to hear this. God knows exactly what He's doing in your life. God's got a plan. He's working 
his plan. And I want to challenge you. Do not settle. Do not settle for what the flesh may tempt you for. Do not settle without having first bathed it in prayer and sought out in the Word of God. God God knows what He's doing. He knows what's best for you. He knows what you need. He knows where you're hurting right now. You hear that? He knows what you're struggling with. He knows what your temptation is. He knows what your weakness is. He knows your failures. Hey, you. God loves you. God loves you still. You hear that? God of this universe who spoke all this into existence and has held you in the palm of his hand to this very moment. He loves you. And he's not done with you. I don't think I've said this much since I've come to Chapel Hill. But with every head bowed, he knows all that. And you know what? He's just getting started. If that can't bring a smile to your spirit, hey, you, I don't care how old you are, I don't care what you've done, I don't care the bruises and warts and wars you've been through to get to this point, guess what? God's just getting started. And He's going to show out. And He's going to blow your mind. And He's going to be God so big. Do not settle. Do not settle for anything less than Him. Holy Spirit of God, your sons and your daughters sit quietly. All of you. And your majesty and your power and your strength and your presence and your goodness and your mercy. God, we've missed the mark more times than we can count. But God, we know you're a good God and a loving God and a forgiving God and a long-suffering God. God, for such a time as this, we're on this hill. For such a time as this very moment, we're on this hill. And God, we don't have to ask why. We know why. It's for your glory. It's to make much of you. It's to make your name great. It's to, it's to lift you high and to be bold in your great name and to magnify Jesus and Lord, don't let us miss it. Don't let us settle for anything less than the absolute best that you have to offer in your power and your grace and your goodness and 
We humbly pray this. In the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Na na, y'all.